You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brad Nickens. I'm from the cheap seats. Two guys who knew more about sports than all those guys who used to work at ESPN. Welcome to From the Cheap Seats, everybody. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, and Professor Trent Nichols hanging out right here in Central North Carolina. Appreciate you uh, stopping by. What do you guys want to talk about this morning? Good morning. Because normally I'm like, I really don't know how we're going to start the show, and today I legitimately have no well, idea let's how just, we're going to start the show. Let's just start when we're testing mics and headphones and all this stuff. We have a tendency to break out in song or rap. And I just want to make a note that this morning you chose to up your street cred with a little bit of Eric V and Rakim, and then you went straight downhill <laughs> with Vanilla Ice. I think I did to the extreme. I rock a mic like a vandal. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. You're, you're if you were in the you know one of those hip hop rap magazines, the whole segment in there, you know, in one of the sections in there were like how you were up here. You started from the top, yeah. and now you're here. I, I do have to admit that in 1990. I went to a club in Colleen, Texas, right near Fort Hood. Probably, even as an underage young man, had been imbibing some uh, adult beverages. No. And decided during a karaoke night at this particular bar that I was going to (laughs) break out and do Ice Ice Baby. And it's one of those moments, I don't know, are you a karaoke guy? No. no, I like to watch. Trent, I bet you'll kill some karaoke. Oh, I love oh, karaoke. Pa- pound it up, pound it up. So uh, you get none because <laughs> well, that's vanilla ice on the on the phone there. <laughs> I decided I was going to do ice ice baby, and it was one of those moments in life where I had a vision of how I came across <laughs> with it, and I you know I killed it. And I walked off, and as I'm walking off this little platform they had set up, I'm looking around, and everybody in the place is like, oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they say that smart people learn from their mistakes, but really smart people learn from other mistakes. I just don't learn because fast forward to, I don't know, 10 years later, maybe 15 years later, and uh, the last time that I was in New Orleans, I went out and – we ended up in a karaoke bar on Bourbon Street, and I got up in this place, and it was raucous. It was crazy. And, you know, you're in New Orleans, and it's like everybody has talent. But I decided that I was going to do my very own rendition of Lump by Presidency of the United <laughs> States of America. And I didn't just, you know, as you normally would on a karaoke stage, get up and just sort of stand there and, and, you know, own the song. No, I worked the crowd like I was David Lee Roth or something, man. And I was, I was working it. Not a great night. Not, not a great night. But, Trent, I want to know, what's your go-to karaoke song? Well, I like to get the crowd involved. So I do my go-to that I do pretty darn good if I don't say so myself. Oh, yeah? That might be one of those things where I think I'm better than I am, but... I'm sure that it is, but what's the song? You're killing it. Can I take a stab at it? Yeah. I like big butts and I cannot lie. (laughs) Nope. Okay. 
Friends in Low Places. Oh, oh that's a sellout, man. Yeah, no, You're just playing to the callbacks. You know everybody else is going to jump in. Nobody can do a bad Friends in Low Places exactly. because not, everybody's going to sing it. Why not just do, uh, if you're going down that road, Jimmy Buffett, Fins to the Left, Fins to the Right, which is one of the easily one of the worst songs I've ever had to sit through forever because in college I dated a girl who loved Jimmy Buffett. I will, the next time we go anywhere where there's karaoke being done, and we do find ourselves in establishments that serve lots of alcohol, and karaoke seems to be a thing. I'll pay your bill if you'll do a Jimmy Buffett tune karaoke. <laughs> I might consider it, but you were talking about when you were a younger man, you would do it on the flip oh, side. Oh, I, no, I don't, don't get it twisted. I'll do it you still. still do it. Oh, yeah, and there is a particular song. There's a reason why I didn't do it. It's because I like, I like and still do, like women. <laughs> and so uh, they don't want to see that. They and don't. They and, don't want to see that. Then and frankly, my wife is horrified by the whole concept of karaoke. She's a bit of an introvert. So people staring at her is like her worst nightmare. See, and that's why I so, love it because I want to be on stage. I want to be that know. center of attraction. That's why I also bust out American Pie. I can dig that. I can dig that. I have 13 minutes to either You're bore the stupid, heck out of those dude. drunks, but I'm up on stage. I like that. I like that. So I do <laughs> have to a, tell you. Trent's got a twinkle in his eye, too. He does. Like, he's he's all fired up. Well, you do know now, he showed up at, at auditions for the Temple Theater several years ago, yeah. and I was like, are you ready? And he's like, yes. And he got up there, and most of your auditions for musical theater involve a song, not with Trent Nichols. Nope. No. Trent shows up and does just a monologue. And he gets up and he does this monologue, and it's very ironic. He does this monologue, and I'm listening, and I'm like, that's a long monologue for an audition. Normally, you know, you get 45 seconds, 90 seconds tops. He goes on for like five minutes with this monologue. I'm like, wow, this guy is like a master craft actor. How did he commit this to memory? And he comes out, and we walk back out, and I was like, that's dope. And he said, oh. Uh, thanks, man. And I said, where's that from? Oh. Because I'm not familiar. And he's like, I just made it up. Oh. And I'm like, you mean you wrote it? No, I just made it up while I was <laughs> on stage. I was like, you got us not exactly how a monologue works, Trent. Yeah, and he's sorry. like, add enough time. And bounced. <laughs> and then he actually got offered a job in a show. And he's like, I'm too busy. Yeah. So he just big time. And he's like, I was here, drop mic, I'm out. And then, wow. you know, didn't take the gig. But I, I have to let you guys know that my choice song, and I, I my wife has never gotten to see me do this, and we actually ran into some old friends of mine a couple years ago, and one of them said, you do the best rendition of this particular song I've ever heard. It's better than the original. Mm. And I'm like, no. And he's, no, really. And his wife was there and had seen me do it before and was like, it's a lot of fun. I'm overselling this just a little bit. Yeah. He's any any to, guesses? To figure it Give out. Give a guess. I've already said the the artist's name during this little five minutes of wasted oh, really? airtime. I was gonna guess all my all my ready friends coming over tonight, but nah, I, I haven't heard a name. Johnny Cash song with your voice. No, but. I do David Lee Roth's oh, yeah, "Just yeah. a Gigolo." Really? Yeah, and it's pretty good. Bozy, bozy, bop, <laughs> skitty bop. Yes, I do. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) But we have a good time with it. And my wife, that's something that anytime we're somewhere and there's like a karaoke sign, she's she's heard it. And she knows that my daughters and I, my four kids, that's one of our things is to play rock band. 
And, you know, no matter what was going on, I wanted to be the vocalist. And yeah. I can't sing a lick. And you know but what? I'll belt it out and I'll own it. And you know what? What's that? Eddie Van Halen would fire you too. <laughs> wow. That's that's hurtful. Man. Well, you would you would I was telling you that I was using it as a compliment. You like would try to take over and the Van Halens don't like that's that. That's why you're my that's why you're my dog. So you would big time them and they're like, "Oh, yeah, you know, the name on the album is Van Halen and you're big time us." We should just mush we mash it up Van Lambert. <laughs> See, I've done I've done a drunken version of the Gambler from Kenny Rogers. All right, very and I've nice. actually done three times Kanye West Gold Digger. Shut oh, up. Yeah. so Dude. if I find you guys at karaoke, I'll show you my Kanye. No, because we've been talking about putting together a couple of sort of greatest hits, you know, timeless shows that we can run if you know the place ever gets struck by lightning and we can't we can't record on time and get our show out there. But your Gold Digger has to be a part of that. I'm thinking the Jones Angel interview, a couple of Jay Bliss calls, and Trent doing Gold Digger. That's a show. That's uh, a show. Don't you think David Kaplan and David dropping dropping trivia that nobody knows the answer to? That yes, <laughs> and perfect. That's out. perfect radio. Talk about big time in us. Yeah, right. It, David Kaplan would probably pick up an Ed Eddie Money song. He that, would. He's an Eddie. Yeah, Money. I can see that. Or no, he he'd do the Des Money. The show. Des Money. Yeah. Trenton has no idea what we're talking about. Well, we yeah. figured out while we were playing golf the other day I that just Eddie Money was playing in Raleigh, and and I think at some point somebody actually seriously considered going to the show. But Eddie Money, man, who doesn't love Eddie Money? I don't. It's an American don't. icon. He's a treasure. He's a national treasure. <laughs> He's a national treasure. You know, there's some Eddie Money bumpers coming for this show he's very a, very soon. He's a piece of Americana. Yes, indeed, Trent. Talk to me real quickly about this North Carolina Little League team, man. They're in fuego. Yeah, the guys from uh, our boys from Greenville. I mean, they're in the elimination round now. They're down there in uh, Williamsport. And they go out the first day. And I can't remember. I think they were playing Texas. And combined, they they, they had a perfect game. That's awesome. It's unbelievable. Then yesterday, they're going against California. And you think about California, you know, they represent a lot in the Little League. There's a lot of great talent out there. These boys come out two days later and no hit the California team, beat them 16 to nothing, and they call the game in the fifth inning. Well, a no hitter is one thing because, you know, you get one big kid out there that can, you know, whip it around a perfect game in little league is like really really impressive unbelievable i mean mean, with the control and all that stuff not to walk a batter not to walk a batter no errors you know no third pit or third strike wild pitches i mean that's that's impressive so i think they they've put themselves on the map where these other kids are going shoot you know we have got to get lucky to try to beat this North Carolina team. Well, Greenville, man, big big weekend for Greenville, right? Yeah. We were out at the Wyndham. Not a- on press credentials. Not on press credentials, but on VIP. VIP. Yes, sir. Thank you, Will Du Bois. Thank you, Sistel. I will say Thank it. you, Tito's <laughs> Hornitos. Well, I will tell you this. I know what you were talking about, but it was is it was in Greensboro. Yes. But Greenville yeah. was in the house. Exactly. I, I, I knew what I, you mean. knew that I'm, we would go to a PGA event and an ECU football game would break out. Purple and gold everywhere. Was in wow. the house. Well, dude. so they must have been listening 
And when we happen to insult them for not showing up, but the truth is, I mean, they represent quietly. They represent. It's funny that you say that because that was part of the narrative. We talked to a lot of people while we were out there, and anybody that had any sort of ECU rooting interest was out there. You are args all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harold Varner the third out there doing his thing. Best finish of the year. I'm stealing Dave Kaplan's segment. Um, but those <laughs> no, cats, good. I mean, they Thumbs had up. the tent set up. They were out there wearing, you know, purple and gold was everywhere. Those folks represent. So props to ECU. Yeah. Um, they support their their athletes and their alums unlike anybody else in the state. Okay, now you're just trying to make up for previous shows. <laughs> no, they were. That's they exactly were. what just happened. I'm glad you saw that. Hey, I have uh, Akeem Richardson, a local boy. I have his autographed ECU jersey hanging up at the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings here in Sanford. That's pretty cool. That's cool. And he's the uh, all-time leading here. scorer, I believe, for that, uh, for for that team. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. They're strong, and then there's Army Strong. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts, every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit jimmyv.org. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, I'm Chris Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, and we're joined by Diamond Dave Kaplan, which means it's time to talk golf. And I uh, just wanted to, you know, a sort of in line with Brandon and his constant announcements about having played in that pro-am down at Pinehurst. <laughs> This is a tobacco road. Oh, was it tobacco road? It was oh, a BBT pro am. I know that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's so pro. What's the brother got to do to get invited to the pro am next year? That's all I need to know. Who I need mm-hmm. to talk to? BBT. Jimmy Keene. I'm, Jimmy I'm Keen. looking at you. I'm Jimmy Keene's the guy. All right, Jimmy I'm looking Ke- at you. Let's buddy. call him up. You know what? Let's bring him in studio. Then we'll yeah. really put he'll him be, on the spot. Yeah, make him commit start. to it. But let's not let's do start. trivia. Let's yeah, not let's tri- not ask trivia questions that we don't know the answer to. That's no, that's bad form. Jimmy Keene would have known David Kaplan. He probably question. would have. You do realize? See, you don't come out because you're like bars weekday. No, not going to happen. Yeah. You know, we host trivia at Libations, at Libations. Thursday night. No, it's oh, on Wednesday, Wednesday nights. Oh, it's Wednesday. every other Wednesday. Yeah. I'm at choir. Practice. I know you are. You can't. Speaking of choir practice, I bet you're a karaoke guy. No, <laughs> not really. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Well, 
Oh, yeah, fry. you are. Get chicken you lubed up a little bit. Oh, Zach yeah. Brown? Yeah, are are you, Zach Brown, chicken fry. Are That's you a tenor guy? No, I'm a baritone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> A baritone with really awesome sport coats. Monogram, monogram so baritone. So Jim, what you yeah. don't know is that Jimmy Keene is like, when he shows up, he's got his own walk-up music. Yeah, That's how goes. good he and his team are at trivia. They're wow. they're that strong. Uh, multiple wins. Oh, yeah. Don't but, him and his team. Yeah, yeah, it's a team. It's a team sport. Oh, Who's the bankers? I don't know. They must Some not really have been there guys. this Mark, week. Mark Stewart's on his team. Mm. I've heard that he... It's kind of like the secret sauce of that team. Those guys are no joke. Now, Trent filled in for me this past week. um, And by all accounts, did an amazing job. And I appreciate that because – Oh, you're the DJ. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm the DJ. My agent. Your agent. My agent. work. I got you. Got me an unpaid job. It was awesome. I loved it. You know. Well, we know about unpaid jobs. I had to go go watch John Mayer. And honestly, Trent Trent knows this. By the time it got to be that Wednesday, I had so many things going on. I was like, I don't even want to go. And about half of one song in, my wife and I looked at each other and like, this is amazing. <laughs> so I'm glad that I got to go do that. I'm glad Trent it filled no it for me. It was no any money. And it was no, it was no Eddie money for sure <laughs> because that wouldn't have been what we'd have been saying had hey, it been Eddie money. Kaplan, we're about Ned to talk. would have been shaking. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> We're about to start talking about more golf, but as we mentioned before. That's what you think. As yeah. we mentioned before, we went to the Wyndham in Greensboro, had VIP. a blast. VIP. Thank That's you, Sistel. Thank you, Sistel. You it's a shame we didn't get to go because we had other. Yeah. David, well, he was, <laughs> David was probably in choir practice, but you make the key comment the that um, <laughs> it is VIP, and what Chris hasn't seen yet, I snuck the VIP tag oh, in I here. See it. Nice. By his Wyndham collection over there. But just real quick story, we're walking through, and they got tents. <laughs> they got tents everywhere, drink tents, food. I mean, it's just like you can't take eight steps, and there's – and. These VIP tents are littered throughout the golf course where we're walking through and I kind of have to use the bathroom and there's this tent and I look closer. I'm like, hey, do you I hadn't read anything. And I look at Chris and say, hey, listen, um, do you think we can get in that tent? And he I said, oh, wait, it says open to the open to the public. And Chris says this open to the public. Hmm. We don't go into places that are open <laughs> to the public. Wait, are you sure he didn't say this? Open to the public? Yeah. <laughs> we don't go into no places open to the public. Y'all can keep that open to the public stuff over there. We're going to go ahead and VIP tent. I ain't getting rid of some of this Mick Ultra on some open to the public. Oh, no, there was no Mick Ultra. There was many, 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 many Bloody Marys. Ooh. Oh, That's that's my thing. That's a health When drink. I'm out. Yeah, I mean, you know, trying to stay hydrated, get your vitamins and all the rest of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's that, when I'm out in the sun doing something like that. It's it's Bloody Marys. And uh, mm. this guy, you know, between the Bud Light and the Bloody Marys, we had a great time. The food was amazing. Thank you, Sistel, one more time. Um, and, and just a shout out to Will Du Bois because he's probably listening. Um, what's it going to take to get four passes? Because I got these guys staring at me doe-eyed like, yeah, you Brandon must have had a really good time. <laughs> I have now, a question. Yeah. Well, and, and, and just before I, I stop with that, we did have an opportunity to get press credentials for the tournament, and we may do that next year. But I'm looking at it, and I'm like, press credentials, <laughs> VIP. So 
Mm. What you're yeah, saying the is the responsible thing's not going to happen. I'm going to go get drunk. How's that? What you're saying is me and Dave will be press credentials. Yeah, we'll be you guys we'll will be we'll VIP. Interview Grace and Murray. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And, and Grace and Murray, who missed the cut, we actually adopted a new golfer. We've decided we like Harold Varner the third better. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Because um, we, we gave up on you getting, you know, Oh, an interview get, with us. We, we you know, there. we were kind of we'll lobbying Harold Varner's entire family. And when I say entire family, I mean like entire family tree was out at the Wyndham cheering him on. Varner had his best finish of the year, finished top ten, and uh, made the FedEx top one twenty five. So he's in the FedEx playoff. Yeah, that's an amazing that's thing. Awesome. So good for ECU. Yeehaw. Um, I do have to follow on with Brandon's story making fun of me about the whole VIP thing. And it, it, it sounds worse than it is, but that is <laughs> almost exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the irony there is that as we walked down about another 50 yards, there was a member's tent. And we saw it. And, you know, up to that point, nobody told us no right. anywhere. Right. And we were like... Yeah, let's jump in there and get another drink. And we got there, and the lady didn't even tell us we couldn't come in. She just started She nodding. just shook her head. No. No. <laughs> no. no. Because and apparently have- this was a members and guests, like members of Sedgefield Club. And, uh, yeah, she didn't even – never spoke to us. Just shook her head. Uh-uh. Nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. Nope. One thing I will point out real quick, uh, we did follow HV3 and DL3. They were right. paired together. And you always think, as an outsider, you're watching. You, you're like, if anybody makes a mistake that you would make, you we would think that you find that entertaining. So DL three is on that on the fringe. You know that one shot where the ball's right against the fringe, right. and you're on the you, mm-hmm. and your backswing. You know is going to be screwy and all that. Well, he, you know, he knows because he's one of the best. He needs to just get it right on the green, and it's going to do the rest of the work. And he flubs it, and it goes like a, a foot, yep. and it just stops. And it's like I lean, I lean over, I'm like, that's a Brandon Atkins shot right there. But I was more impressed than actually going, ha-ha, because he steps right up to it and makes this gorgeous putt. He didn't yeah. sink it, but to have all those people looking at you, you're a pro, <laughs> and then you flub it, and then you're like, yep. that sucks. It didn't go but 18 go inches, and, and, and it was, you know, we were like, wow. But my favorite part with Davis Love the Third is we were with we were we were in this group that was traveling following Varner and Love, and there was one particular guy that was walking along with us who was having a one sided conversation with David Love, Davis Love the Third the whole way. Remember that guy? And he's like, "Come on, Davis." Was he talking about uh, work day? Yeah. Was he talking about work day? Huh? Yeah. Isn't that his sponsor on his hat? And there's a commercial and. They're talking about labor force, and, and Davis loves getting ready to putt, and he says, well, you know, if you used workday services, anyway. Oh, that's no, funny. that wasn't it. This guy kept he, – he kept giving – he had this ongoing pep talk. No, he hey, was Davis, just oh, play he to was win. pepping him up. Yeah, he Come was on, like, Davis. all of a sudden he would yell, Come on, DL3, play to win. And I look at Chris, I'm like, what do you think he thinks about that? You know? <laughs> He's 53. He, he doesn't need money. Right. Yeah, he but I mean, do you think that Davis Love showed up and was like – I'm gonna play for tenth. I don't know if I'm gonna play to win. <laughs> but yeah. this guy said so. So so he's not James Harden. Up. I'm he's not James Harden. Yeah. It probably didn't bother him. But what if you're DL three and he's clearly a Carolina Tar Heel, and you see nothing but purple and gold following you? It's got to be kind of like whoa. 
Yeah. ECU in the house. Apparently, I almost got in a fight with Soren Kelton's caddy. and oh. didn't know. Um, we had seen him a couple places on the course and, you know, kind of gave a, what's up, you know, having a good round, whatever. And Soren was nice guy. And as we came off, I guess his caddy was sore because he'd fallen off the leaderboard and came in at about 12 under. And as we were walking by, back down toward 18, I said, I don't know, something, you know, great job, something like that, something innocuous. And I didn't catch it, but Brandon, like, went on full red alert (laughs) and was like, did you see that look? And I don't know. What what did you see, man? No, I mean, we were standing around – Play to win, guy. <laughs> and apparently he had been there a couple of days. Like, this just wasn't his only day like us. And apparently his, this guy's caddy is always chirping at people about. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, stop moving back there. And he, like, he'll stop, kind of play, and he's trying to embarrass people. I'm like, dude, come on, get over yourself. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he looked at Chris like <laughs> – uh, don't even look me in the eye. Keep right. your eyes down. <laughs> don't yeah, talk to it was my something golfer. else, man. Well, and this wasn't it. like during play. This was after the round was over. Right, so, right. You know. But yeah, yeah I, I did love they that he was. Expect for you to know where they are at any given moment. Well, right? I mean, you know, I, and that, it was. Oh, what was I going to tell man? You really suck today, dude. Yeah. Um, it was amazing to me. And it, don't do that. And the other bit of advice: don't ever ask a question of anybody who works for CBS. Oh, my God. Because I asked this guy a question, and I didn't quite get it right. And so I kind of altered my question. <laughs> he goes, well, you just asked me three questions, so let me try to, to answer the first one first. Just real salty. Right. And uh, kind of hurt my feelings. I'm not going to lie. But I, 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 I am convinced, though, that that guy from CBS Sports, who shall remain, remain, remain nameless, I think he believed Brandon was trying to pick him up. <laughs> yeah. And as yeah. I was sort of – separated from the conversation and I was sort of watching it go on I'm not sure he wasn't just gonna say but no it was yeah CBS Sports kind of salty and they wouldn't let us drive the camera cart with the big boom camera on it that was a little disappointing you're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats a production of Cheap Seats Radio When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. 
You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brad Nickens. I'm from the cheap seats. Two guys who knew more about sports than all those guys who used to work at ESPN. All right, welcome back. I'm Chris Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, Diamond Dave Kappel. We're talking a little bit of golf. We were talking, I thought that was an interesting conversation, a whole lot more interesting than anything we've done on the air for the first half hour. You were talking about the Wyndham and the dynamic, and this is the second year that Brandon and I have been up there. Um, this year it seemed like a, a deeper field, but you were talking about how the dynamic at the Wyndham is different than most tournaments because it's the last tournament of the year, right. and so many guys are scrambling trying to get into that top twenty, top one twenty-five for the FedEx playoff. Keep continue that line of thinking, if you would. Well, DC yeah, week in and week out, we're certainly looking at who's going to win this thing, right. and particularly, I think y'all even had a conversation about Ricky Fowler, and does it matter if he finishes second? I mean, he wants to win. Because he kind of backdoors a lot of majors, gets in there around fifth, fourth, top five. I think that's irrelevant to him at this point. And week in and week out, it's all about who wins. Uh, The money's a lot bigger, but it's also winning a title, particularly a major. And then you come into the Wyndham on the heels of a major, and it's all about, well, who's in the top 25, 125? So you're going all the way down to the – and, of course, this is on the season standings. And a win in any tournament is going to probably jump you up the leaderboard quite a bit. But uh, you look at Martin Flores, hole-in-one on 16 to help him get in into the uh, FedEx playoffs. And then you talked about uh, Harry Varner third and his success over the weekend getting him in. Rory Sabatini makes a miracle putt on 16 that pretty much launched it. And he's had a terrible season. And here he is. He, he comes in like around 130, and he finishes uh, top 10 in the tournament and gets in. And then, um, you know, I think we also need to give some shout-outs to the victor of the weekend, Henrik Stenson. This is his fourth start at the Wyndham. He's missed the cut twice and withdrew once. So it's not the third time being the charm, but the fourth time being the charm. Mm. And uh, he goes, I think, 62, 66, 66, 64. That's impressive. Watching, and you you don't know what's going on inside these guys' heads. We talked last week, I was talking about Justin Thomas being slow. Right. I take it back because Kevin Na is even slower. Oh, he's very slow. And I think Henrik Stinson had 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 his fill of that. Um, Absolutely. By the time the round was over, um, it is very interesting to see these guys. And we were we were laughing at DL three because what you don't see on the telecast, and this is the first time I'd seen Davis Love play live, and Me I've been too. to a, a number of PGA events, but he has these contortions that he does pre swing, especially if if play is held up, and the stretching that he does is kind of funny to to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Yeah. And, we, and going to a live event, you get to see things uh, you may not, not even know who this guy is, but there's a kid apparently who takes his hand off the club on the follow-through when he putts. Like, um, Schneidergens? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he takes he his right hand off. Is it his right hand or his left hand? I guess it would be his left hand off the cl- off the putt. No, no he, it's his right hand. Right hand. He, he, I've never right seen that in my Have you ever seen that? Yeah, well, it's a good putting tip to keep your left hand going towards the right. target. 
you know, and so that's probably derived from some sort of drill. And you saw, um, I think it was Mike Weir who used to do this a lot. He would, in his practice swing and in his drills, he would kind of like set the club, set the club, set the club, and then swing. And so you see a lot of those drills that they do that sometimes become so effective that they will kind of flow into the actual normal play. Freddie Couples was a classic on this. Really? He used to let go of the right hand in his bunker shot. Hmm. And he would, so you go back and watch the 92 Masters, and I think um, one, he had a few clutch bunker shots in the final round, and one was kind of irrelevant on 18, and he lets go of the club and swings basically left-handed through uh, the bunker shot, splashes it out on the green. It's just cool to see all these different nuances live. You know, we were watching DL3, and you know the guy's good, even if you don't know his name, because the wind, you can barely even feel it. No wind. But he's throwing – he's doing the grass <laughs> yeah. up in the air, and he, you're like, this guy's really working oh, in yeah. his mind he, what this is gonna going to do. through it, yeah. It's pretty crazy. I'm like, only person I know personally that does that is David Kaplan. No, I don't do that much, actually. You know, I wonder how much of that is just ingrained in habit. You know, I they think hit it so is. Many shots I mean, Tiger so used to do the same thing with the grass, kind right. of toss it in the air. Yeah, and, the, and I do think that at some point Brandon told me, if I ever see you do that on a golf course, <laughs> it, we're done. The worst wind is the wind that goes straight down. Because hmm. now they're like, what's happening? Where's it coming from? You know, they, right. it's, it's like the hardest putt to make is a straight putt. It's got to break. You know, the wind's got to blow in some direction. But anyway. So uh, what do you have to do to qualify to play in the Wyndham next year? <laughs> I don't even know. How I, much money is it going to cost us to get you question. into the Wyndham? So that's the in a, in a From the cheap seats. We could probably get in a pro-am. I don't want to play the pro-am. I want to see you playing on Sunday. Oh. You and Stinson in the final group yeah. coming out. Of the, dude, you'd ate that course alive, man. No. No. You would have. You know why you would have ate it alive? Because even you, the illustrious Diamond Dave Kaplan, is apt on occasion to hit a ball somewhere off the fairway into somebody's backyard. Absolutely. But the thing that I love most about professional golf tournaments is that they run out and they mark it with the little orange flag. Oh. If I Wouldn't had that, nice? if I had that. It would knock 10 strokes off my game. It would certainly speed things up. <laughs> Me and Chris, if you play, David, Chris and I and Trent will be in your camp. You'll hear somebody yell, DC1, play to win. Play to win. Play to win. Come on, Diamond. Yes. Let's go, Diamond. Play to win. I would like Stop to be that guy. Around. We, we need to make yeah. that happen. Did y'all hear any, like, um, mashed potatoes or baba booey? No. No, it was pretty pretty innocuous. Pretty innocuous. We um I I had no idea that I'm not I can't I can't even say it. I'm I'm at but you're you're gonna leave me stinking like this. I don't know what you're talking about. I wanna talk about all of the young ladies that were oh, out there at the tournament. He's getting cad. <clears throat> yeah, it's yeah. And that's why I couldn't do it, man. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you're being a cad. Well, we thought <laughs> we were gonna get Brandon married off by the end of the, by the end of the tournament. There were some pretty good looking ladies out there for sure. And they're dressed for that event. Um mm-hmm. the only thing I didn't like at the Wyndham and I you you named the hole earlier 
is there's this one house that's got like a beach area on the water, right. and you got all these like twenty something guys out there with their shirts yep. off flexing, trying to get on camera. I'm like, dude, give me a break. No, but the better part about that, about Sedgefield, and I've never seen this before. You probably have, Dave, because you've been to a million of these events. But every third or fourth house, there was something for sale. <laughs> it is. So they'd have a lawnmower sitting out by the back of their house or it's, you know, a, a classic car sitting by the back of their house with a for sale sign on it. Like They're uh, like, hey, uh, more eyeballs are going to see this thing. Yeah, Craigslist, right. I don't need you. Watch yeah. this. And that was funny. That's that was really idea. Fun. Big yard sale. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I'd like to have a lemonade stand set up out there. So you know what the trivia question is? Uh, why don't, okay, for folks that weren't listening last week, t- let me tell everybody what happened. Kaplan, 30 seconds left in his segment, comes in and says, what state has hosted the most majors besides Georgia, because the Masters is there every year, what state has hosted the most majors? He just drops And we this go to break, and he leaves. <clears throat> and on the way out, he's like, I don't know the answer, but I thought it was a good question. Now he just it drops. Come on, man. He drops this huge grenade and just bolts. Like, so, that's going to make sense. And to be honest, we were scrambling trying to figure it out, and he comes in and tells us what we already know. Well, there's not any really place to really listen. You have to do a whole bunch of math. Yeah, we did. And we had like 45 <laughs> seconds before we came back on the air and have no idea. So I hope that you've done some ciphering. I've got the answer to it. <laughs> Yeehaw. Yeah. But before next week's trivia question. Okay. Oh. 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 No, no, you've already asked it. Oh. Is what does it take to get into a PGA tour event? Okay. You know, obviously Q schools and I did, but but just somebody like a Monday qualifier is what you hear of a lot. You go, but how do you even get qualified to play in that? So, I'm certain that it has to do with the size of the check you're willing to write. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, sponsor's exemption. So yeah. we can cozy up next to somebody at Wyndham. Jimmy Keene, you listening? Jimmy Keene, that's it. No, I think okay. you should be wearing like a Fig Newton shirt yes, when you're sir. out on tour. You <laughs> yes, know you sir. got Fig Newton. Yes, that would be absolutely. your stick. I like it, man. And the healthy treat. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Georgia – 84 majors. Yeah, but that, I know, that I know, I know. Yeah, but 80 of them are masters. Got it. So there has been a U.S. Open and three PGA championships in Georgia. Number one state, New York. And it's basically, you know, a conglomerate of courses. But uh, you have Marion, uh, Winged Foot, uh, Shinnecock. There's a, there's a ton of them. Have you have played any five. of those? No, no. I, me neither. I, I don't know if I played me neither. Any, uh, Mother and Pinehurst, you know, that uh, have held majors. But New York has 30 majors. Pennsylvania has 26. And Oakmont uh, there in Pennsylvania has held nine of them. That's kind of like unofficially Arnie's course. And uh, North Carolina has how many? Six. So God, where are we so at? Got a long list. But the move of the PGA Championship to May. I believe, will help North Carolina and other southern states. Because you look, I think Texas has only hosted six majors. That's a big state. Florida has only hosted two majors, and it has more golf courses I'm than any state. I'm shocked that that's the case. In, that Florida's only hosted two majors. 
Right. Well, you think about it. U.S. Opens in June, and the PGA Championship was in August. Who wants to go to Florida? That's true. So now that it's moved to May, you might see Florida, Texas, you know, Louisiana, Alabama, these southern states get a chance to host more. Well, and you're rolling the dice with Pennsylvania and New York and and places like that in May. Right. You get bitten. Yeah, I think you'll see the U.S. Open still around the Northeast quite a bit, but I don't think you'll see the PGA Championship in the Northeast quite as much. Very interesting. So Tobacco Road. When does Tobacco Road get to host? It's not a big enough golf course. You don't think it's long enough? No. I'm going to bring Chris Brown in. US, I can see a ladies U.S. Open or something well, like that. I, I, or I have USAM, seen USAM. I have seen Tobacco Road rated as one of the best courses in the country to not host a major championship. We're Don't about go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields. Up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. They're strong, and then there's Army Strong. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts, every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit jimmyv.org. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Ah, welcome back. I'm Kristen Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, and Diamond Dave Kaplan. We are bogged down in the world of golf right now. And, uh, you know, I get accused on occasion of being a cad. But just to show that I'm not, I think we should talk a little women's golf, Dave. Big weekend. Yeah. You know, uh, back in 2013, the women played out in Colorado, the Solheim Cup, and the – Europeans blasted the Americans. I think it was 18 to 10, the final score, or something like that. The American women took a lot of heat. They were more interested to be a little catty. They were more interested in how they looked, what they wore, how their hair looked, what sort of ribbons they were wearing. Okay, stop, stop, stop the show for just a second. <laughs> I want to make sure that Nejla DeLambert <laughs> is listening to that. So as you listen to this show, I need you to text me and say, I heard I heard Dave Kaplan right. talking Time's trash down. about women's hey, golfers, you. and you got a free pass. This is not my assessment. This oh, you're is, just relating what, what I read. said. Yeah, this is what I read. And what, but, but in comes Julie Inkster. 
a bit of a bulldog, a fighter, a, a very uh oh. Um, <laughs> Did he just say a bit of a bulldog? <laughs> well, that's how she's been described. So mm. this is what I've read. Oh. <laughs> this is these oh. are the things that I've read about this young lady. It was on I expect an apology. <laughs> Julie Inkster is a, a you know a season a veteran player. Uh, she's now the captain, known as a bulldog. Scratch her off the guest list. Yeah. She ain't coming on. No, she could bring her on. She would love it. Oh, but I'm anyway, sure she's not coming anywhere near the show now that you've characterized her as a bulldog. That I haven't. Although I would agree with the assessment. Oh! She's a wow. fighter, man. Take she's her off the list, Trent. Take she, her off the list. She's yeah. a fighter, so you're calling her a heavyweight or something? Is that what I'm no. hearing? No. She's she's you're, in shape. You're going down this so, rabbit hole. Champagne. <laughs> Dude, are you still our number one fan? That's all I want to know. Uh, right. So anyway, thought, sir. 2015, they go to Germany and win the cup back, win the Solheim Cup back. I think they won by a point, like 14 and a half, 13 and a half. Always difficult on European soul, right? Come back playing in Des Moines, Iowa, out in the Midwest. They're probably ready for the eclipse today. Going to go right over them. But anyway, uh, they, they just tear the Europeans apart, show a lot of heart, a lot of grit, and uh, still have interesting outfits. But, hmm. but anyway, they won 16 and a half to 11. All the big name stars played well. Uh, great Lexi Thompson had a wonderful comeback in her singles match yesterday. It was down four. How would you characterize her? Oh, I like Lexi. <laughs> yeah, there Yay. we go. That's redemption. Redemption. Yeah, she's a uh, she, she's a competitive girl. She, I mean, I think she's a wonderful person for the LPGA to a great athlete. She's and a I great was going to tell you, you needed to go to choir practice twice this week, but you've redeemed <laughs> well, yourself. Well, we, we actually season. take the summer off. So. Oh. Right. So I could go out on uh, Wednesdays at the uh, Live Nations. Libations? Yeah. All right. Well, not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday. What day of the week would that be? The 24th, the 31st? I don't It'd know. It'd be a Wednesday. Yeah. Check, <laughs> check Libations Facebook page. You can come out. Brandon's generally there. I'm always there, except when I'm watching John Mayer. Trent right. has gotten his first taste of blood, and he may be back. But uh, nearly 100 people there this weekend. Wow. It That's is nice. the place to be in Lee County, North Carolina, on Wednesday nights. We have a good time. We do it every other Wednesday. So check out Libations. And whether you're, you know, if you're not a trivia fan, go on over there and have you a cold beer. They, uh, it's a good yeah. spot. Good spot. Yeah. Now, we were talking women's golf. Right. You got me out there, but here's what I want to do. We've got we've got just a little bit of a little bit of time left in the segment. Trent, I need you to take notes. This gotcha. is this is out there. The FedEx top 125 has been identified. All right, right. We're gonna play just for fun. Wink, wink. This is gonna cost everybody a couple dollars. We'll talk about that okay. off air. Okay, but right. we're gonna take we go. four we're players gambling. a piece. Four players a piece to win the FedEx Cup. Okay. All right. We're going to go on rotation? Yeah, you're picking last since you're the okay, golf fine. guy. Trent, fine. you're picking first. We'll go that way around the table. Who do you have first? I'm going to go with uh, Brooks Kepka. Nice pick. Good pick. <clears throat> Just to make David mad, I'm going to take Jason Duffner. The Duff. <laughs> you like that pick? That's huh? a good pick. I do. Yeah, I'm do taking like Ricky pick. Fowler. Okay. That's a solid pick. 
number one in the points right now is Hideki Matsuyama. So I'll go with Hideki. He's been solid all year. I think he has a two or three wins on the year. Okay. Uh, I'll have to go with the guy right behind him, Justin Thomas. Oh, nice. Your PGA champion. Nice. Uh, I'll go ahead and take one of the the superstars. I'll take Jordan Spieth. There you go. And that proves – look look how far we went before somebody took Jordan Spieth, which kind of proves Chris's point that he is not what Tiger Woods was. No. Because that wouldn't have made it outside of trend, I don't think, mm-hmm. in his prime. No way. Tiger Woods. Yeah, right. First pick. Chris takes Dustin Johnson. Hmm. Don't fall down the stairs – while you're making that pick. Hey, now, I want to I want to know something because somebody put us on the spot. We were talking about this, that, and the other. we got to do this real quickly. What have you heard with regard to Dustin Johnson's tumble down the stairs? <laughs> I've, I, I think he fell down the stairs. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe Paulina pushed him. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. He, Afterwards, he maybe had nothing a couple else toddies. has really come out about it that I've seen. No. It was an unfortunate timing. All right. That's well, there were sure. some. There were some – he yeah, was it was unfortunate a, timing. There were some people speculating. Right. That's all I'll say. He's had other speculating circumstances in his career. That was the so. circumstances they were referencing. This is just what we read. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlie Hoffman, he's been consistent all year long. All right. I am uh, I'm looking at – I think I'm going to go with Matt Kuchar. The cooch. That would have been one of my picks, actually. All right, my next pick, I'm just going to use initial here because I'm going to murder, murder his name, is Jay Vegas. Jonathan Vegas. Is that how you – Yeah, it's spelled weird. It's spelled yeah. with a – it's J-H. Right, yeah. All right, I'm going, you know, name recognition. Give me Sergio. Oh, that's a good pick. Um. <clears throat> I'm going to pick, uh, let's see, i got to go with Kevin Kistner because I just love the interviews on that dude. He is just real. I mean, he's going to tell you like it is. That's cool. I will have my final guy for to fill out my foursome, Henrik Stenson. Oh, boo. He's got to take Stenson with that fourth pick. I was too because you know he's hot. Yeah, coming off the, the hey, win. Take it easy. He's a very attractive man. Take yeah, it easy. And my last pick. That's just what I read. <laughs> <laughs> so I've read a lot about this golfer, and so with my last pick, she's a real bulldog, <laughs> Julie Inkster. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've read about her. So I'm going to go ahead and pick her. All right, and I'll take Tiger Woods. No, who I want, and and I'm going to tell you why I want this guy. I want Ollie Schneider Jans. Because I watched him bank a shot oh, yeah. off the tent at the Wyndham this weekend. And I was like, that's amazing. But then he stepped up after having banked this shot off the tent that would have been yeah, a mile been, into the woods and gone. gone. He stepped up like it was nothing up out of the sand to about six inches and tapped in. It kind of I like that kind of metal. Can you it spell kind of his last name for no. me? Jeez. No, I can't. <laughs> Kind of reminded me of the Happy Gilmore shot that goes was. through the tent. This thing popped. Bing, bing, bing. Had bing. it not hit the front side of the tent, like you said, it would have been gone. Done gone. Yes, done gone. And this, gone. Thing, yeah. this thing popped right back out. Capital with cool. the final pick. Oh, man. In our 
So impromptu uh, FedEx Cup. I'm thinking John Rom, Daniel Berger. I haven't picked one yet. Easy, Trent. Easy. Oh, it's like John and, Rom. Uh, Who the heck is that guy? Webb Simpson for a little local flavor. Ooh, I was hmm. looking at him. Uh, is Webb Simpson not already gone? Justin nope. Rose. See, I was assuming you were going to take Webb Simpson, but you, you know, decided Jason to go the Day. comedy route. Jason Day is still out there. I, I saw that. I was I was torn. I, I'll go with – But I need uh, a dark horse, and Schneider Jans is my – he's my dark horse. Right. I'll go with Webb Simpson. Get All a little right. North Carolina flavor since Grayson go. didn't make it. We'll stick with the local boy. All right. Your foursomes are set. I don't know about Brandon. He might have an illegal card. Sorry. Yeah, we don't play by rules. So, so how are we going to do this? Are we going to do the, you know, the winner? We're going to do combined. I say we just do the champion. Whoever picked the champ out of that. I got a suggestion. Uh, we're going to give Brandon five picks, and his fifth pick is going to be Harold Varner the third. I like nice. it. I like yeah. it. Playing to the playing to the ECU crowd. That'll be good. HV three. That'll HV3. be good. Three. So whomever picked the champ. What there's got to be something in it. Okay, what's the skin in the game, guys? Beer at libations. Sounds, sounds like good. a winner to me. Yep. I don't know if there's an FCC violation going on here with alcohol <laughs> and the gambling and the rest of that. If there is, Bill, sorry. Well, it's what they read. It's just you what know, they read. get after us. We'll do better <laughs> next time. But uh, you've been listening on WDCC ninety point five. Follow us on over to the web. You can find the show on iTunes. You can find it on Google Play. You can find it at SoundCloud. You can find it wherever. What you've got to do is for the fight, the fight of the decade, Mayweather-McGregor, Brandon and I, you coming out, Cap? Uh, is that Saturday? It is Saturday. Is it Friday right. or Saturday? I don't think so. Yep. Saturday. Saturday. You coming out? Possible. All right. Possible. We'll be there on hand. We'll probably have something to give away, and we might even pay somebody's bill. Mm-hmm. So come on out to Buffalo oh. Wild Wings if you're in Sanford. We'll be out there. You better get there early. Seating's going to be tough. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats. You can catch us on Google Play, iTunes Store, SoundCloud, the WBLZ Sports apps, or right here on WDCC 90.5. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. 
You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brad Nickens on From the Cheap Seats. Two guys who knew more about sports than all those guys who used to work at ESPN. Diamond Dave has left the building. Hmm. Brandon, I think we're alone now. Yeah, he at least this time he didn't drop impossible trivia on a, on us right before you left the building. Yeah, and when I talked to Jay Bliss this week, I told him I said, you know, there's only one rule now. We didn't have any rules before that, but I told Jay, no matter what, no open-ended trivia questions that nobody knows the answer to, and he agreed. And he dropped some knowledge on me I just wasn't ready for. Me, I caught him down at uh, Myrtle Beach wrapping up a stint down there at uh, Comedy Cabana. And is headed, I think he's off this week, and headed to Tennessee next week. If you've got the opportunity, check him out on the web. Um, You can find his schedule there. You can find his podcast, Bliss is Ignorant, Jay Bliss, North Carolina's Funniest Person 2017. And I know you have no idea what our conversation was about. Right. So I'll be interested to hear what you have to say about it. I didn't think the funniest person in the state got to take time off. Did they get days Dog, off? The funniest person in the state can do whatever they want. Oh, okay. Just kind of like me and you with VIP passes. Yes. You can do anything except get into the member's tent. Roll that tape! He's already a comedian with a great reputation for bringing the funny, and now he has a new title, NC's Funniest Person, Jay Bliss. I was a fiend, fiend, before I became a teen. I melted microphones instead of cones or ice cream, music orientated. So when hip-hop was originated, fitted like pieces of puzzles, complicated. Hey, man, what's going on? How y'all doing this week? Uh, Jay Bliss, man. I got to talk to y'all about something that's on my mind, man. Um, So the news came out that the new Atlanta Falcons Stadium, I think it's the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, uh, they are opening a Chick-fil-A. In the stadium, the Chick Fil A is based in Atlanta, Georgia, and I understand that the popularity of Chick Fil A. But in case nobody knew, Chick Fil A is closed on Sundays. So why in the hell would you open a Chick Fil A in a football stadium that primarily is open on Sunday and not be able to serve the people? It's like torture. It's like you walk by the booth, you you take up space that you're paying for that the building has a store or a vending spot that is closed. Now, if you got one Chick-fil-A, I know they're going to have more than one Chick-fil-A because even if you are open on a Saturday for a college game or if you open up on a Thursday night for a Thursday night game or they're doing anything else within that arena, Chick-fil-A is going to be open if it's not on Sunday. But during the football game, that's torture because you can't tell me everybody that won't pass that booth is not going to want some waffle fries. It's like, why would you not have it open on a Sunday? They should make, they should make uh, one law and say, you know what? Chick-fil-A is not open except for Atlanta Falcon Stadium. I think that if they opened up on Sunday, only at that arena, if they opened up only on Sunday, at the, only in that arena, the line would be around the block, and people would be in line to go, not to the game, just to get Chick-fil-A on Sunday. I think that was what everybody's dream is on social media, to be able to post a fresh meal from Chick-fil-A on Sunday because it would be a jealousy move. Nobody in life would ever be able to do that in their entire life, only at that stadium. And I think Chick-fil-A should make a, make, just go beyond their rules one time 
and just open up on Sundays at uh, the Atlanta Falcons games so that you can get your Chick-fil-A sauce and your Polynesian sauce, chicken biscuits, and all that good stuff. Chicken minis, do everything, everything on Sunday. <laughs> no idea why they're opening that Chick-fil-A. Are you sure that it's not going to be open on Sunday? No, it's not. They, you know, they're, they're right. Christian. They're about devout oh. Christians. They don't open on Sunday. Yeah. Now, I will tell you, I was at an event, and I did get Chick-fil-A on a Sunday, one time. Yeah, so back in the day, we was at CIAA. We was at CIAA in Raleigh. They had a mall party. The party was in the mall. They closed the mall down. They had parties in all the different stores. Different areas of the mall had DJs, and they had all these parties going on. Chick-fil-A was open. About midnight, Chick-fil-A was still open. We was like, whoa, it's Sunday, oh, Chick-fil-A open. We went over there, and we was like, all right, let me get a um, – they was like, no, 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 no. There is no – let me get anything. You either want a meal or you don't. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, what do you mean? Oh, the only thing they was giving out was chicken sandwiches and chips. That was it. So it was like, because I was looking at the menu, like, let me get a, uh, they was like, no, you either want a meal or you don't. Five hours. I'm like, well, what is it? They was like, a chicken sandwich and chips. I was like, that's it? They was like, yep. Yeah. I was like, no waffle fries? They was like, no. I, yeah, I got it. I was like, yeah, yeah, we eat a chicken, chicken leg sandwich on a Sunday. I was like, somebody had the keys to a fryer or something, and they just opened up and was like, yo, we're going to make this money. And um, so I don't know if it was some underhanded stuff. I don't know if it was a manager pocketing the money. I know they was missing some chicken and some buns that next day. Complicated, cause I grab the mic and try to say yes, y'all. They try to and say that I'm too small. Cool, cool. Cause I don't get upset. I kick a hole in the speaker, pull a plug, then I jet. Then I jet. I guess the primary question I have coming off that call, thanks Jay Bliss, is what's the statute of limitations on stealing chicken? Hmm. Because Truett Cathy, you know. His policy when he founded Chick-fil-A in Atlanta was no Sundays. That's the day for rest and worship. Football, we don't care. Angry kids, we don't care. We're not open on Sundays. So the CIA event that Jay went to, somebody was... That was illegal. Somebody was, yeah, somebody was selling illegal chicken. See, I'm having a tough time. And I hope he didn't get anybody arrested over this. I think somebody lost their job. Yeah. Because it's not against the law. It's just their policy. But shouldn't it be against the law that you withhold chicken on Sundays? Because I'm going to tell you this honestly. And I have I have talked trash about Chick-fil-A before. Because, yes, I do think Chick-fil-A is a little bit too expensive. But it's so good. But it seems invariably, and maybe it's only because it just sticks in my head that way, that every time I'm like, oh, Cone, I really want some Chick-fil-A, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. Does that well, happen to you too? Every time, man. I used to right. work when I worked down in Houston. I was uh, with Panera Bread, and right next door was a Chick Fil A, and it was packed. And every time I'd go down to Clear Lake outside of Houston, and it would be Sunday, and I'm like, man, I would love to run over there and get a chicken sandwich. Well, I think Jay hit on it. The real crush, the cru- the chicken sandwiches are the best, but the waffle fries. Mm-hmm. That's what breaks your heart. And I've been to, uh, like, we had a tournament that we went to, like, kind of like his event, and they have these things called waffle chips. They're like, they look just like the mm-hmm. fries. That's just fraud right there. Yes, it is. Like, and that's how they do the, the box lunches, is yep. they do those chicken sandwiches, and they put box chips in there, and I'm like, man, I just... 
feel ripped off. And thank you, Chick-fil-A, for providing the lunch for so many charity events and golf oh, yeah, tournaments yeah, yeah. and all the rest of that. But I do feel like I got got every time it happens, especially don't put waffle chips in my bag. I'd You're rather just rubbing it in my face. I'd rather not have anything else. Right. I'll and go hungry. Do, they do do a lot of stuff. In oh, the yeah, they do. Oh, like, yeah. unbelievable amount of charities and things of that nature. But and it is delicious. Realistically, do you think they're going to be closed during football? They are. They absolutely are. No I didn't way. realize. I went Because I, I, Jay told me this last night, and you heard me ask him on the call, are you sure they're going to be closed on Sunday? Yeah. Yes, apparently they had – they had um, kiosks in the Georgia Dome that were not open on Sundays. Now, what will happen is is that on Sundays at the Mercedes Dome, or whatever they call that thing, yep. um, those Chick-fil-A kiosks will flip and become normal concession stands oh, I was say, on Sundays. So it's not just going to be dead space. That would have been crazy. The big thing is that the Atlanta Falcons have all these concessions that they're charging like nothing for. Yes. They're going back to old school, like $3 for a hot dog. We'll see how long cheap. that lasts. But, but Arthur Blank's got enough cheese. He's like, I just don't care. You're going to have all these spaces dead with the Chick-fil-A's that they're not going to be open. I no, didn't believe it, but now, okay. Yeah, they're going to they're going to flip right. those spaces, but they are not going to open on wow. Sunday. And Truett Cathy passed away a couple of years ago, but that was what one of his founding principles and you know, it's part of the part of the culture. So, well, good for them for for standing up for their values. Um, you know, I really Zaxby's I, Zaxby's like Thank God. <laughs> you know, yes, sir. Because they do. Like I, I don't understand it, but here in town, they like to be right on top of where Chick-fil-A is. Which so is bananas. It's almost like we're too lazy to do our own market <laughs> research. Wherever there's a Chick-fil-A, yeah, we're going to have one of those, too. <laughs> Y'all want some more chicken? Yeah, right? So if what's you, better, Zaxby's or Chick-fil-A? I've never eaten at Zaxby's. It's real expensive. I'm, You know, I'm going to abstain from that. Zaxby's, to me, I'm a, I'm a hot... Buffalo type guy, yeah. so I real I'm gonna have to say Zaxby's. God's honest truth. There's, there's going to be a report that comes out that the chicken in the Chick Fil A sandwiches is not chicken at all. It's like gonna be, it's made out of some other mystical animal it's that only Chick Fil A is able to form. It's like unicorn. It's blessed by God. Look, that, that's the thing is they got that one sandwich and the waffle fries are good, but you can find some at other places. But that chicken and just the the bread, I don't even want to know what's in it. It's just so heavenly. But as a restaurant as a whole, peach milkshake not included, Zaxby's got better food. Don't you think? I would take Zaxby's, but that's a personal preference because I like the sauces. I like that buffalo, and I can go in there. In fact, I've just decided I'm going to Zaxby's at lunch today. Okay. Because you can't eat downtown in Sanford on a on a doggone Monday because every place is closed. Oh, stop your whining. Is am I lying? Stop your whining. No, they all are. Yeah, <laughs> everything. And and we do have more than our fair share of locally owned restaurants. They're really strong. You know, you've got Smoking Barrel, Steel Pig, Cafe 121, La Dolce Vita, Kathy's Job Express. Did I leave any of those downtown restaurants down? Joe's, because they serve food. Mm-hmm. Local Joe's. About um, to get two, not just downtown, but one of them is going to be downtown. Microbrewery here in town. And one across town. For yeah. all you guys listening who don't know anything about Sanford, you don't care. But 
we're put you know growing up and putting our big boy pants on and getting two microbreweries here in town. Yes, sir. But none of that is better than B Dubs. No, just just saying. No, B Dubs got, got so I, we were talking we were talking about possible things, and this is sort of taking shape because we're we're always late planners when it comes to production meetings and everything else. What? Getting to where we're supposed to be is hard. What production meeting? Exactly. Getting to where we're supposed to be is hard. Getting online, getting it, and then focusing because we're like, hey, let me tell you about what happened. But we were talking. Now, I want to make sure everybody's 100% clear, 100% clear because we haven't decided that this is what we're going to do. But at B-Dubs this weekend, there is a chance we will give away a million dollars. <laughs> Can the GM it's a very win small that? chance. Can the GM win that? It's a very small chance. <coughs> we'll see you there. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts, every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit jimmyv.org. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seat. Welcome to From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert. Brandon Atkins is in here. Professor Trent Nichols is here. And nobody else. DJ Schleprock, we miss you. We miss he's, you badly. He's turning left somewhere around town <laughs> with his arms straight out the window. I think he's putting out signs. I think that's what's going on. Hey, just real quick, let me pull a Kaplan. I got a little trivia for you, Trent. Okay. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh we drafted fantasy league teams. Oh, come on, man! Let me let me ask you a question. When did what round did Chris DeLambert pick a kicker? Ooh, oh! How many teams? Ten, Ten teams. teams. Seventeen rounds. I think because you're asking me, he went pretty high, and I would be embarrassed if it was in the fifth round. No, it wasn't the fifth no, round. It wasn't that bad. And, and I was gonna, all I was right. actually gonna segue into this because this has all gone very smoothly. Brandon jumped the gun, but I was gonna say, but we've been talking about chicken wings, and frankly, everybody out there, I'm hungry, so I'm fixated on food. But we had some good wings mm-hmm. at Hickory Tavern up in Chapel Hill, Carborough. Yep. Um, had a great time. Thank you, Hickory Tavern, for the hospitality. The wings were not bad. Yep. That pimento burger I had, pimento cheeseburger, was dope. Yep. Uh, the beer was flowing. We had a good time. And 
it was funny because we did our draft a couple weeks ago, if people were listening, about the different types of fantasy players. Okay, he put me on blast. That was a preemptive strike because Homer took Christian McCaffrey in the second round. What? Right? No. Yes. Homer jumped the gun. So then when I came back six rounds later in the eighth round and looked at the board and on value, I looked at it and I said, you know what? It's what they always rationalize. Well, no, no, no. I mean, that was the thing. <laughs> this is, I, this I is was, the guy I you were said, talking about. You know how I am, Trent. I'm a numbers guy. Yeah, I and know. I mathematically had my guys ranked regardless yeah. of position. Justin Tucker was sitting there. Oh. And I was thinking, you know what? It's too early. But all it's going to take is one of these knuckleheads, and I'm going to lose Justin Tucker, who's the best kicker in football. And that hurts me to say that because he's a Raven. So in the eighth round, I took Justin Tucker. Now, that said, we were out of running backs. The running backs in that draft were exhausted about round seven. They were gone. I ended up with a, a team that I'm happy with. So I'm the not, next logical step is kicking. Dude, right? Justin if Tucker, all the run, running backs are gone. Look, but the real question is, when was the next time a kicker was picked? Oh, it was like four rounds later. Oh, really? And now, you know, going in, now I know, okay, round 10 or 11, you can still probably get the best kicker on the yeah. board. Of course, now that I'm there, they may be like, hey, if you want, you know, Goskowski or one of those guys, no, you better jump up guy. and take them early. Yeah. I'll trade you. Uh, and, and they were brutal. They were brutal with their criticism, and that's who I am now is that, that jackass that took a kicker in round eight. And that immediately was the thing. You could have got him in round 12 because we're not taking kickers till the end of the draft. And for the most part, they did. And knucklehead here, how many? when did you take your kicker? I still have He didn't take a kicker. <laughs> he I didn't draft a kicker. kicker. So – there you go. But I've, you know, I've I have trophies, so I still have it. Oh you my can God. pick up. So are they polishing the chain for Chris? Yeah, getting ready to get. I to can him. attest now that not only is the poop chain real, there are other accoutrements that come with the poop chain. Is it beautiful? Oh, it's beautiful. Oh. There is a brown hat that is embroidered, and there is a mug. That the poop chain holder from the previous year has That's to drink. drink their drink out of, shaped as a toilet. Oh, <laughs> and God. as the wait staff was compiling all the information they were going to need to keep track of everybody's bills, they would not allow. I'm not even going to put his. Should I put his name out there? Yeah, throw it you, out. You, go ahead. That way you're you're to blame. I think he's listening for the first time. He probably is, and he's he's about to be famous. Homeboy's name's Eric. Real smart guy, attorney, and she goes, okay, so what's the name on this check here? And he goes, oh, it's Eric. And I'm like, he has another name if yes. you'd like to know that one. And she like looks at me all confused. Uh, right now, and he's got a big piece of poop on his chest <laughs> with a gold chain. And I'm like, he prefers to be called poop chain today. <laughs> So go ahead and, and she she does not want to do it, but I'm like, call him that now. And I just keep the pressure on it. And she finally goes, Okay, thank you very much, poop chain. Yes. <laughs> yes. So yeah. And, and to Eric's credit, he embraced his poop chain oh, yeah. and rocked that poop chain with pride. He did. He tried and, to and tuck it, it a couple of times. He so tried. We went out into the restaurant he park. Because we got the cool place about the Hickory Tavern there is we got this huge room all to ourselves. Yeah. And it was it was just glorious in there, but Every time he tried to leave the room, he tried to tuck the chain a couple of times. They were like, no, 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 no. 
So, but, hey, listen. Go ahead. Jared. No, no, go ahead. Well, the uh, the McCaffrey pick, I picked him in the second round. I got clowned, but I will say this. I don't know. It might it, work out. The second round, each, Trent. Each player, minus Chris, but who cares, each player quietly made their way over to where I was and was like, we had him right there, too. We had him right wow. there. Well, so. Where are all these guys from? I am. Carolina. They're yeah, all homers. Of course. They're all homers. So we hold draft parties every year at my work. Cool. Give you this thing where you could put your team names on it, have stickers, you could do all your stuff, everything. So I have my draft this week. Most important thing about a fantasy football team, the name. Yes. I need a good fantasy football name. So I can't I've say my team's name on the air. <laughs> I've collected some so. really good ones, and I want you guys to let me know what you think. Uh, well, Welcome. have at it. Have at it. Okay. Give it to me. So the first one I saw was uh, Baby B- Baby Got Dak. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. Yeah. Eh. Deshaun of the Dead. I can dig that. Uh, Golden Tate Warriors. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Little Red Fournette. I've seen that one. Hide and Zeke. All right. Because he's missing, actually. Dalvin and the <laughs> Chipmunks. Okay. Levon on a Levon a prayer. Levy on a prayer. Levy on a prayer. Sorry, Le'Veon I knew I'd mess that Le'Veon one up. Levy on a prayer. And then being a big Game of Thrones. Game of Jones. All right. Here, I've got one for you. Okay. And I couldn't use this one because I am a Bengals fan, and it was almost anti. But here's what I got for you. Rage against A.J. Green. (laughs) Rage against A.J. Green. Not bad. B, what you got? You guys. Because I'm not going to lie. Your fantasy football team... The name is kind of lame. It's before I, this league has been like twenty. It's twenty years old. So you, you could rebrand. And that was before names started trying to be funny with it. Because I'm like a real football fan. I know all these yahoos out here trying to name their name funny. They just started playing about five years ago. So they come up with a funny name. Uh huh. But none of them are on the trophy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the legit. Now, I want to make sure that everybody out there is 100% clear. This league has been intact for 20 years, and I thought he was exaggerating until they brought out the trophy. And the trophy actually is engraved, a la the Stanley years. Cup, with wow. 20 years worth of champions. Now, there's 10 teams. He's won twice in 20 years. So, basically, he's just in rotation. Yeah. What is funny about this league, though, is there are people on that trophy that won like three years and three times in four years and are out. They're like, yeah, this dude only played with us for five years and he won it four times. That's because you guys suck. <laughs> Just saying. See, but you I'm really- like him, though. I do everything five cent because my last name is Nichols. So everything's the five cent, blah, 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 you know? So I didn't like the real funny one like these, but I don't know. I'm a lame team but namer. He did redeem him. Chris redeemed himself with his last pick the in the draft. The 17th pick, my Ooh. 17th round pick. Whether or not he actually comes back to play, it was very clever. Do you want to tell him who it is, Chris? No, you go ahead. Calvin Johnson. Yes, sir. Oh, took Megatron with, the la- with my final pick in the draft. So that's why you took Tiger Woods in our foursome. 
No, this is a completely different animal because I'm telling you right now, I honestly 100% believe that before the end of this season, Calvin Johnson will be playing for the New England Patriots. So when you need that roster spot, you're going to drop him. He's going to come up and play the next week, and somebody's going to pick him up that has a higher waiver than you. Actually, wide receiver, it was a calculated decision, but wide receiver, I'm pretty well stacked. Um, I've got good depth. I'll let you take a look at my roster. Um, and and shout out, I have to give props to Brandon because when he told me about this league a couple years ago, he'd been talking it up. Great group of guys. Yeah. Had a lot of fun. It was really cool. But here's the thing is that a few days ago, he dropped it on me and, and was like, yeah, well, we use Yahoo Sports. Ooh. And I was like, dude. And I, my comment to him at the time was, why don't you move to AOL? You know, I'm accustomed to using ESPN's online stuff. And I'm a guy, I only play one league. I only have enough attention span. I don't like having, you know, conflicting rooting interests and the rest of that. So I play one league when I'm playing. I dropped out of a league I had been playing in again with these guys. I'll be there for the next 20 years, and I'll have won the championship eight or nine times by then. (laughs) It's on tape. I do have to give oh, props. The, the Justin Tuckers won again this listen, year. Listen, yeah, right. I, you know my team name might fight. It, it might change to the Fighting Justin Tuckers. It might, be or the a- Bad Justin Tuckers. I like that. I yes. should be the Crying Cutlers since the I love Bad Jay so Mother much. Tuckers. Uh, the bad Mother the, Tucker. Yes, sir. That hey. you know what. Is there a rule against that? Can I change my team name now? Yeah, absolutely. The Bad Mother Tuckers. My other question is, where did he, Zeke go? Zeke. Uh, what round? Round, 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 round three or no? Not first round. Three it was or four. Second round. It was no. Well, was I don't it? know. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. And we're, the we're, poop we're, chain, our the, draft analysis is getting kind of lame. The but. poop chain name will be all tuckered out. Oh my god! <laughs> That's but what it's going to be. Here's my thing: is I have to give props to Yahoo, and anybody that hasn't used the Yahoo Fantasy Football app, I have to say it's the best of the bunch. It's really cool. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. 
listening to Krista Lambert and Brad Nickinson from the Cheap Seats. Two guys who knew more about sports than all those guys who used to work at ESPN. Thank you, Greta. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats, Chris, Brandon, Trent hanging out. And we're kind of giving you the rundown, as boring as that might be, about how our fantasy draft went this weekend. You know, next guy down, you know, Trent's got to be the next addition to the to the league. Yeah, he's in. Um, or we just expand. You know, I don't know. Try Some other crybaby will quit the league like they did last year. It, it, it's a it's – a, um, it's some. We were talking about the Yahoo Sports app or the Yahoo Fantasy app, and there's no endorsement here. They're not sponsoring this segment, although I wish they would. Um, the best part of the app was something I didn't know existed, and it, had I known, I'd have been like, "Oh, I'm using that years ago." It actually gave a detailed analysis about everybody's draft, hmm. and it was really cool. And some of it was witty, some of it was insightful, some of it was crap. But it was really cool, and it was written in in uh, news format. Have you not? You, you're looking at me crazy. You haven't seen this. And they use letter grades. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's we, what I was wondering. Are we going to go through our our grades? For well, you I'm guys? sitting I don't here. Think let's, we need to go through the grades. Let's start with Chris. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it. Let, let me go ahead and start yeah. since I'm looking at Chris. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We need to give. We need to pay homage. Okay. We have a self-professed number one fan, and he came out of our draft. With the highest draft grade, number one fan of what? Oh yeah, of the show. Oh, Chris Champagne. He's listening. He might be the only person in the country that's listening. Of course, he might have turned it off when Dave called Julie Inkster a bulldog because he's apparently as sensitive to our cadness. Gotcha. Our caddishness. Mm. But um, here's let me read some of Chris Chris's grade analysis. There's yeah. some really astute analysis here. <laughs> Mine, and you can't read his team name. But I'll just call them the Justin Tuckers. The just the fighting Justin Tuckers. Co- no, it's coinciding, the bad mother Tuckers. Coinciding with some early round reaches, just the Justin Tuckers would have done better if they drafted good players. Oh! <laughs> wow. I mean, how plain and simple can you make it, Yahoo? Damn, that hurt. And I'll tell you another one that had me giggling. Um, if they drafted good Justin players. Tucker's may have to rely on a Ouija board each week. What? Their, tra- their top drafted Jameis Winston and second drafted De- uh, Derek Carr QBs have very similar seasonal point projections. Wow. All right, now I'm going to give a but, shout out to Chris Champagne. Thank you for that. Wow. I'm going to give a shout out to Chris Champagne. Um, Oh, he's also they picked. Will lo- they will look to cause total mayhem in the Triangle Trash Talkers League, where projections forecast a first place finish, with a mark of eleven and three. And do now, you, do you know who's picked to finish last? The Justin Tuckers. <laughs> look. Yes. So wait, what was his grade then? It was a C. It was a C. Oh, okay. It should have been. Got. It should have been like what's past an F. It should have been that. Whatever that is. Okay. I'll read some of mine. I just need to pull it up. So, anyway, all kidding aside, I got a C, too. <laughs> if you would have drafted good players, though, that's just Look, like, I'm rooting I got for you. Dinged. Chris, I I'm got, rooting for you. I, dude, I got dinged because of my running back situation. Well, what and is it, that? No, well, I got Todd Gurley. Okay. So, he's holding it down, but this is a two-back league, and 
I'm dude, you know how I am about numbers and I have to be true to my numbers. So I was playing my board and playing my ratings and four or five times seriously in consecutive rounds as I was about to take a second and a third back, somebody would snatch the one I had laid on right in front of me. So it happened. So I ended up in the end, I ended up with uh, Jeremy Hill, TJ Yeldon and Marlon Mack as my alternate backs. But I have a significantly good stable of wide receivers. And I have Jameis Winston and Derek Carr. I'll get a back somewhere. One of yeah. you, one of you receiver poor teams is gonna get got. And then of course I have my weapon of mass destruction, Justin Tucker, you know, who obviously <laughs> is available via trade. I'll trade you Jordan Matthews for Justin Tucker right now. But the <laughs> But he and he even warned us like a few weeks ago that it's such a heavy weighted league on running backs, too. Like the whole Everybody's thing is all is, about. Though. I mean, backs nah, are the key to it. If you got a PPR or whatever, eh, sometimes well, this the is not PPR. Get there. No, yeah, it's not PPR. that's the only thing about this. This is an old school throwback non PPR league. The thing about running backs is if you if you end up in a situation where you don't have one, it's not like you can go. There's only the certain, so, so many starters in the league. That know? is the absolute truth, and that's the that's the problem. And, and, I, and did, I I do acknowledge that I came out of there, but I'm happy with the construct of my team, I'm good. I have no qualms about that. So thanks for allowing me to come play with you guys. No worries. And, um, yeah, I'm going to wreck shop, and everybody will look back and be like, oh, Justin Tucker. Yeah, that was the key to the whole thing. Wow. <laughs> so Eighth-round eighth pick. God. So let's talk about this weekend. Let's talk about the Mayweather-McGregor fight because, you know, all the hype was out there, and now nobody's even really – Whispering kind of, about it anymore. Kind of peaked too soon. Didn't I think it? everybody's you know determined at this point. Well, you know, they people either dig it or don't. Right. We're not going to turn any new people and and inspire them to come look. But I have seen reports coming out of Mayweather's camp. There's whispers about a hand injury. Uh oh. Now my question is, are they just laying the groundwork mm-hmm. to have an excuse mm-hmm. if something happens to Mayweather? Is that what's going on? I, so it is. I hadn't even heard this yet. So it, it is. The Mayweather's whispers are there. They're hand. coming from his dad that he's got a significant hand injury, and that he's aggravated an old hand injury because he's had problems with his hands in the past. Because he, he is. He has he an injury. He doesn't throw punches. So well, how does that happen? But I saw a tweet also that oh poor Conor McGregor. So something may be up, and that's probably a really good. Conspiracy theory. So if he loses, he get his butt kicked. Oh, man, my hand was hurt. I couldn't do anything. Dude, like Brandon said, he doesn't punch anyways. Who cares? The best part of being on radio is that it holds. there's an accountability that comes with that. You know, it's not the radio piece. It's the podcast piece as we put this and commit it to tape that's out there on the Internet forever. Prediction for this weekend's fight. Conor McGregor will knock him out in the 10th round. Wow. Yep. B.A. I like your prediction, Trent. I think it's going to be way deep into the to the fight. So what I think is going to happen is – because Mayweather, if he has to, he's going to be out ahead in points, right? I mean, yep. he's going to be out – so McGregor's going to have to play catch-up – it's just about, it depends on when May, uh, McGregor plays catch up. 
So I'm thinking around the 10th round might be a good bet. He didn't want to wait to the 12th round. Mm-mm. I so think. Good. I mean, I think Conor McGregor is going to be going for the knockout from second one because he doesn't. I don't think he thinks he can win on the scorecard like Pacquiao couldn't or anybody could. So he's going to be going for that knockout. And my line of thinking is it's going to be later. They're both going to be tired. He's going to catch them. Okay. I hear what you guys are saying, and there's some valid points interspersed in some nonsense there. <laughs> there Just, he goes. analysis. No. I agree with everything you said, seriously. Except that I don't think that if this fight goes past about six or seven rounds, I don't think McGregor stands a chance. I, and I think that's from a conditioning standpoint. He's accustomed to UFC where the, the bursts are a little bit longer, but there's fewer of them. And I think the the work that it's going to require him from a, a leg and wind aspect, if it gets past about round seven or eight, I think McGregor's done. I, I would say to qualify that, if McGregor's going to win, I think he knocks him out inside the, the first five rounds. But as much as it pains me to say this, I really think this is going to be Mayweather-Pacquiao all over again. And Mayweather's going to stay on his horse. And at the end of 12 rounds, everybody's still going to have – well, everybody's going to have one more reason to hate Floyd Mayweather. That's, that's how I think it's going to go down. I would love to see McGregor knock him out. Mm-hmm. But there's a part of me, and we've talked about American sports fans. We love greatness. And I also there's a there's a very 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 small part of me because Floyd Mayweather is a bad human being, but there is part of me that wants to see him legitimately retired with that perfect record intact, because twenty or thirty years from now when we're talking about the greatest, him being was he forty and 49. 49. 49 and 0. If he gets to 50 and 0, there's a there's a big big difference between 49 and 1 and 50 and 0. That's how I feel about it. Now, one way or the other, I was thinking about this. I think Floyd Mayweather is one of the most hated men in America. Is that fair to say? He's probably yeah. right up there. Not right a good dude. Him, nope. and, him and Donald <clears throat> Trump sort of vying one and two. Is that fair? My thing with Mayweather if he gets knocked out, my question to you, Trent, is is there part of America, depending upon how he reacted to it, that would he would be able to endear himself to? I'm, I'm serious. I mean, think about it when when you know, adversity. We love adversity in America. We love, you know, and we're we're the most forgiving nation on the planet. Period. So if Mayweather were to get knocked out and be gracious in defeat and not be the owner of an undefeated record anymore, would there be a segment of America that would tip their hat and kind of I allow him to fall in favor with them? The people are so strong. They're so strongly opinionated against him that I don't think there's anything that can happen if he loses that they wouldn't be celebrating. I think the majority of his haters – he couldn't I don't think there's anything he could do right now to sway them. So you think that unless that people he said would react, my two hundred million dollars is going to yeah. the abuse of women or that, something no, like that. that. Would be something donating else. that if that I ain't lose. Happen. But you don't think that so you think that the, the detractors would rub, rub his nose in it and oh, love yeah. it. Ah, see Mayweather They'd finally be happy. Had it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. B you you agree with that? 
Yeah, I, him losing is not going to make anybody feel sorry for him. Nope. You know, I mean, he's got to come out and really take responsibility for all the things that he's done well, in the past. Again, that's not happening. That's not going to happen. Um, right. I, th- I have thought it was interesting that M- MMA guys have come out on the side of Conor McGregor, kind of protecting their sport. They're kind of, and then boxing guys have come out of the woodwork saying. This is not even going to be a fight. So both sides are kind of trying to protect. That has. You definitely have two factions that have come out. And that's an interesting dynamic that boxing, they're sort of polarized and they're almost poo-poo and I or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I do get the sense, like you said, that the MMA guys are almost laying the groundwork. So if McGregor gets knocked out in 15 seconds, they're like, yeah, but that wasn't, you yeah. know, that's not what he does. Yep. So we'll, we'll wrap Don't up. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, last 15 minutes. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you've made us, if you've made it this far, give yourself a gold star. Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols. This is taken forever, hasn't it? This is. I mean, this seems like we've been sitting here together for about six hours. No, it goes. You, we are. It used to go really fast, but now we've gotten used to that. So it's going back to well, man, that took a long time. But I would, for me, it's, see, I was laying the groundwork. I was hoping Trent would agree, and I was going to be like, you know, we should really have snacks. Snacks. <laughs> I, we did have a, a recent addition. Uh, we have a cooler in there in case somebody who worked at some restaurant wanted to bring us some beers or something like that. <laughs> Libations isn't open on Mondays. <laughs> no, it's not. Do you think we could get a line that crossed a couple of blocks, a beer line that just went right from Libations into the, you know, the studio? Listen, what we need in the studio that would get a line going would be to have Libations set this up as a satellite place. But we need to put an NBA Jams, an NBA Jam stand-up arcade game, right? Yeah. Now, if you're going to do that, because uh, as far as the stand-up coin-op games, NBA Jam, probably my all-time favorite sports game. Are there any that I'm not thinking about? 
Like you're talking about stand-up Yeah, I'm, ta- I'm not talking about console. I'm not talking about, you know, Madden and, and any of the rest of that. I'm talking about going in, dropping a coin, and playing. What sports game is better than NBA Jam? I don't think sports game, nothing compared to NBA Jam. You? I mean, it's right there at the top of the list. I was playing it this weekend. I know. Oh, well, I wasn't like weekend. I just pulled that Golden out of tea? my... Golden tea. Golden, golden tea, tea is, is pretty good. Golden, golden tea is, really tea is good pretty good. One. But, to, you know, the problem with golden tea, though, is that you've got the, the nerds that, like the wannabe golf pros that know how to cheat it and do the rest of that the stuff, ball man. And yeah. All the angles. And I don't blah, know about all And all do that. you really have to pull the ball back like you're right. trying to rip? Like rip the whole console apart, yeah. like so easy, bro. I'm not bashing your contribution there. Golden Tee is a good one, but I think it's a couple rungs down. NBA. Jam. It's just hard to think of any other sports games besides, I mean, NBA Jam and Golden Tee were kind of the only ones, right. and it was at different levels. You know, when I got into more hanging out and drinking at bars, Golden Tee was just there to amuse me, and I NBA Jam was gone. One to throw in there is the hunter, the deer hunter game, whatever. Uh, what's that called? Oh, Big Buck. Big Buck. Yeah, that's we have, fun. We have that at B Dubs. Big Buck. Mm. Big Buck. That's fun. Just don't shoot the female deer. That counts as a loss. Jeez. <laughs> but um, We're what's the most overrated? I got one overrated stand-up game that it costs like five dollars worth of quarters to play. Was that? I think it was Dungeons and Dragons. That was actually the cartoon where you had to make a decision and make it. Oh, I got. Uh, let me push the button. Yeah. And then you ended up like, I don't know, somebody cast a spell on you. It wasn't Dungeons and Dragons. Dragon's Lair. Dragon's Lair. Dragon's That's Lair. exactly what it was. And it was all, well, it's actually, you know, cartoon animation. And like you said, you press one button and 18 things happen. And you're like, oh, I'm dead. You had to, yeah. What? This is stupid. Yeah. But you wanted to play it because it kind of looked cool. It did look cool. But you also had to tell, you know, take a second mortgage out on your house to play. Like what's, you your, just, what's your favorite? We're video game kids. We're from that generation. What, what game... Like had you and you couldn't walk by without playing it. Like again, console game, a stand-up game, stand-up game. Yeah, um, the arcade, the arcade game. I mean, Galaga has got to be way, way, way up there. Okay, way up there for me. You know, then you got your old standbys. Like I was telling you off the air that I was playing some Joust. Oh, see, I was gonna say that that's the one with the flying ostriches. Right? Yeah. Yes. See, yes, we would. Yes, yes. My mom would go bowling, and I'd always try to find some quarters to play Joust. That was my favorite. Joust was your favorite. Yeah. See, I was a Donkey Kong guy. Hmm. I love Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong stressed me out. Man. Yeah, I wasn't like, very good at it. It just. But the other thing too, though, it's funny because what you told me was that you were playing Joust and Dig Dug. Yeah. And Dig Dug was one of my joints, too. I like Dig Dug, too. Dig but Dug. the game changer for me, and the game that I probably spent the most quarters on when I was a kid, was Centipede. Mm-hmm. And the you know it was the first one with the trackball and all the rest of that. And, and I can remember you know jacking quarters out of my mom's you know coin stash to go play. That was funny when you were talking about um, video games and you said Donkey Kong. Because I was, for whatever reason, I asked for an Atari when I was a kid, and I got the Intellivision. And they had the only deal with Donkey Kong back then. So even though I wanted to play all the Atari games, which were awesome, Frogger, all that, every kid in the neighborhood would come over to play Donkey Kong. So I'll give you one better. I had a ColecoVision. Right, right. And ColecoVision 
was the bomb. Yeah, see, I had IntelliVision. Yeah, see, I was the most popular kid in the neighborhood for about eight months, man. I think, aren't those companies similar or like, I thought they were kind of similar. I don't know, man. I I don't know the entomology of these video game companies. But I will say, and we need to put this out on Twitter and Facebook and the rest of that, I want to know, we've got to be missing some sports coin-op games. Because all I can think, I'm, I'm like fixated now with NBA Jam, and all I can think about is I want to take Alonzo Mourning and Larry Johnson and go through the entire league. Um, who, was your, who was your squad on NBA Jam? Because I took the Hornets. I think I mixed it up a lot. Did I, didn't, I did like the Hornets a lot. Um, I think I stuck with the New York Knicks a lot. Who were the Knicks? Who did you take on the Knicks? And, uh, Starks and Ewing? Yeah. I like it. I like it. B. You already know mine, man. C- Seattle's Gary yep. Payton and Sean Kemp. The glove. And you Easily love the some best. Sean Kemp, man. I do. I like that. Well, anybody that's got any other ideas, we need to, we need to do a top ten on that. We need to get that out on Facebook and, and Twitter and collect some information, reach out to some folks and, and see what they say. Maybe the all-time five greatest sports coin-op games. How's that sound? You guys yeah. down with that? I like All right. It. So send your contributions. You can check us out on Facebook or Twitter at Cheap Seat Radio, but email your feedback to Cheap Seat Radio at gmail.com. That's Cheap Seat Radio at gmail.com. And uh, we'll put together a top five list and we'll roll it out. And in the meantime, if anybody's got a line on an NBA Jam arcade game, let us know because I got a whole whole burden in my pocket. And uh, I'd really like to ha- – I'd, I'd love to put hands on one of those. Mm-hmm. We could put it right in here. Yes, sir. You know, um, th- it's not sports, but, of course, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat were really fun until I had that. And it, everybody's been in this situation Everybody. where this eight-year-old kid yes. rolls up and just spanks you till you just yep. – you can't play it anymore. Nope. Once it happens, you can't undo that. And, you know, when you have your spine ripped out through your throat – Right. And I'm yeah. like, he's killing me again. I'm like, hey, dude, is your mom anywhere around? Right. Like, don't you have like, don't you have like a happy meal to go eat? But kick, you know, get out of here. So this then, isn't even an appropriate game for an eight year old. What kind of you're, you're look at the bad viol- parents, man? Look at the violence rating on this. Right. Where's your mom and dad? <laughs> get out of here. Kid. Sure, what's the most popular game at B-dubs? Most popular game? Yeah. Uh. Buck Hunter is yeah. a, uh, a huge one. We have a lot of people that enjoy the trivia that they can play right on the tablet at the, at the game. I was going ask you Yeah, no, they uh, they play the trivia. I'm not Some a guys fan come of, in for Texas Hold'em. I'm too. not a fan of you guys' trivia because of the silly little clues that it gives as the clock runs. Yeah. Out. You know what I mean? It helps me a lot. It does. Me too. Does it really? Yeah. See, I'm well, I learned at Trivia that I knew nothing when I was the host this week at Libations. Huh. I knew nothing about the seven other countries that were on the uh, Access Alliance. And I learned that everybody in the bar hated the music selection. So they all think I have the worst taste in music. Thank you, Chris. No problem. <laughs> and, you know, and Brandon, nobody, you know, and everyone thought that Cracker was Tom Petty. That's funny. Really? That was one of the easiest ones. Hey, it's a it's a weak music crowd. But if you guys want to come out and find out what you don't know, come on out to Libations every other Wednesday where I'll host most of the time. Trent now has established himself as a solid number two. And uh, Brandon's usually out there drinking beer, losing at trivia. 
So I've have, you won guys, one. have you guys won once? I've won one. Who was with you when you won? I think Anna was with us. Hey, wait a minute. Who was with you when you won? Ed I Snyder. know who was with you. Ed when you Snyder. Won. Who else? What? Are, My wife. Nedge. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Nedge. She was holding it down, and of course was you know <laughs> immediately accused of you know some sort of complicity with Ooh. the host. Yeah. yeah. Which you know anybody that knows me, I'm, I'm competitive. Like well, the that. defending champions is better late than pregnant. And I, I think like there are that. school teachers here in town. Dude, and you they were struggled about, with the history. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Whoa. You were asking <laughs> about fantasy football names. There's your fantasy football name. Better late than pregnant. There was some really good names my, that I was ashamed to even say. Dude, my well, favorite. all the leaders. Here's I was what like, I propose. Wow. My, what hold I propose. on. My favorite is drinkers with a running problem. Yeah, but that's that's played. You see that all the way. But you that's cool, that though. I like it. The place. There was some really good ones that I was like, oh, my God, do I have to announce that they're in third place right now, this team? <laughs> I can't even say it on the air, but better late than pregnant. You are the champions. I like that. I like that. So I will be back a week <laughs> and a half from now or a week from now or whenever. And, uh, yeah, like I said, check out Libation's Facebook page. They'll keep it up there. We'll tease some of the, the uh, categories. But we have a good time with it. And, um, guys, we got about a minute left. Anything, anything on your mind? No, I'm just excited to see how this whole thing plays out. Hopefully it's not a dud. Me thinking it's a dud is if it goes 12 rounds and Mayweather wins. If it goes five seconds and McGregor knocks him out, I'm happy with that. Um, other than that, I'm ready for football. My prediction is that they swing each other and knock each other out, just like the Rocky movie. <laughs> hey, I said that like weeks ago. Did you? Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Trent's always one step ahead of you, man. Hey, for those of you who weren't listening earlier, we will be out there. Brandon, Trent, myself, Diamond Dave, if he can get a kitchen pass, we'll be out there at Buffalo Wild Wings. So come check us out. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today.